Well, I just want to say a happy Christmas to you all again. Uh, it's such a pleasure to be here on Christmas Day. Uh, so nice to have uh, so many of you here in the building with, with us. Uh, and also just a really nice thing to see uh, so many of you on our live stream uh, as well. Uh, so just a really warm welcome to you. Um, uh, I just wanted to uh, find out from uh, us this morning, has anybody uh, opened all their presents yet? Anybody dare to kind of, yes, there's a few children who have said that they've opened all their, oh, there's a, there's a grown man there who's opened all his presents. Whoa, that's kind of keen. Uh, is that you, Jose? I can't quite see behind your mask there. It is, my goodness. And there's a whole row here who've opened all their presents. Fantastic. Uh, really, really good. Um, in our household, what happened was, as we were a younger family, there was a lot of present opening that happened kind of first thing. Uh, and then as we've gl- slowly got older, we've kind of matured out and calmed down a bit. And it's a kind of a bit sad, really. We're kind of opening presents this afternoon. Like, what's that? I guess that's a sign of me becoming middle-aged. That's really scary. Um, Anyway, uh, just really, really great to have you with us. Um, I also just wanted to say that there's a whole load of people. It's lovely to have you here. Lovely to have you on the live stream. There's a whole load of people working today. Lots of emergency services, NHS people. I think they're still doing loads of kind of uh, booster jabs today on Christmas Day. Should we just pray for all those people who have to work on Christmas Day? Should we do that? It's just a nice thing to do, isn't it? Let's just pray together. Jesus, we just want to say thank you for all those wonderful people who give up Christmas Day and who are prepared to work and put others first and to make things happen. Uh, And we remember remember particularly our emergency services today and also our, our wonderful NHS and how hard they've been working. Uh, we just lift them before you, and we pray that even in the middle of working, uh, that all of those people would, would still have a lovely day and still have a chance to celebrate. Uh, we pray for those things in Jesus' name. Amen. Should we just give a round of applause to our NHS? Come on. They've just done a great job, haven't they? And they're under so much pressure. So around about uh, kind of the period 1998 to 2002, um, a a period of five years, I I went through quite a lot of big changes. Um, One of the first and the the most important and biggest change of all was I started to become a follower of Jesus. I made a decision about Jesus. Uh, I'd gone on an alpha course. Uh, I, was quite, uh, I was quite an awkward alpha course client, actually. I asked all sorts of difficult questions, and I went with a, a not a great attitude. But as I, as I got through the alpha course, I started to realize that what they were saying was true, and I made a decision for Jesus in that time. Um, I also uh, met and married my lovely wife, Chloe. Uh, and that was a, a great thing too, just a wonderful, wonderful thing. And then the third thing that happened to me that was a, a massive and a shaping influence was that I became a dad. I became a dad for the first time. And uh, uh, yeah, the two, well, in fact, all three of them are in here, kind of going, whoa, like the big hairy ruffians that they are. Um, so we have, <laughs> George was born in 2002, and then Simon 2004, and Adam 2006. And <clears throat> when Chloe uh, kind of said to me that she was pregnant, that's a big piece of news. It's a big piece of news. And in a family, when that news appears and arrives, it's a very kind of wonderful time. It's, it's, a, uh, it's, it's, it's just big news. And it changes your life. Becoming a dad changes your life. Just put your hand up in here if you're a dad. Just give us a quick wave. Thank you, dads. We've got loads and loads of dads in. And, uh, you know, it changes you on the inside as a man. Uh, so you, what happens when you hear the news from your wife is you, you clearly, obviously, hear the news. You register it. You then do a period of checking out as a couple, and you kind of wait until that 12-week time, aren't you, and maybe 14 weeks, and that it's definitely going to be kind of proceeding ahead. 
uh, which is just a wisdom there, isn't it? And then, you know, in, the, in those early weeks, you're telling family, aren't you? You're sharing news. You know, news is to be heard, news is to be checked out, and news is to be shared. The other thing about becoming a dad is it isn't just news that you're kind of sharing and telling and, and checking out. You start reflecting. You start reflecting on things. Uh, and one of the things that I did when I became a dad was I, I suddenly started to... Ha- I mean, these things were happening with me anyway. Becoming a married man, becoming a Christian, becoming a dad. They're, they're three really big and good things in, in, in anybody's life. But one of the things I started to do when I became a dad was I started to ask myself questions. I started to reflect in a deep way. I started to say, well, what kind of man do I want to be? What kind of example do I want to set? Um, how am I going to hold things together so Chloe can have time off to have this, this child and will our salaries be sustained? How can I make the house work better? What am I building with my life? There was a lot of reflective questions that went on in response to the news of that I was going to become a dad. And I think news kind of works like that. You get kind of information, and then you kind of feel impacts, don't you? And I want to share a story with you today from Luke's Gospel, where I think this two-level layer, layering of news really goes on. Would you turn with me in your Bibles or on your devices to Luke chapter 2? Luke chapter 2. And we're going to pick up a story. Um, Luca and the team sang Oh Holy Night, which has to be one of my favorite all-time Christmas carols. Thank you so much, Luca, for singing that. But this is a song which is kind of centered around what happens in this action of this night, of this holy night. Uh, Luke 2, verse 8. I'm just going to read that out for us. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them. And the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven. And on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. We hear the word news a lot, don't we? Um, But it's one of those, it's such a common word, we don't necessarily pause and think, well, what is news? I actually looked up news because I was like, well, where does it come from? What, you know, is it the N-E-W-S, you know, the North, East, West, South thing? Is it, is, the, is it an acronym? And actually, all it means is new things. It's a shortened version of new things. And when you look on your news channels, you know, like BBC 24 News or whatever, they're just bringing you a stream of new things. Um, and it's new events that you haven't heard about yet. That's all that news is. Uh, and, and unfortunately, we live in a world where a lot of the news isn't very positive, is it? 
It's not great. It's, uh, you know, most of the news is, is pretty like, I don't know. I, sometimes I sit in front of the TV at six o'clock to catch the six o'clock news over my tea. And I kind of brace myself inside for, oh, no, what's, what now? I, I don't know if you ever do that. And I kind of think, okay, what set of disappointments am I going to hear about today? But news isn't just necessarily bad news. And what happens in this story is some incredible news gets announced from heaven. Uh, when I was preparing my message, I kind of drew out a diagram, and, and hopefully uh, Adam on media will be able to show us that. Uh, this is a little bit of a doodle for how the news gets shared. Uh, and so, you know, forgive my basic drawing and, and handwriting, but, but basically, God shares some news, and he, he, I, I imagine in heaven, he, he tells uh, the angel, he says, go and tell the shepherds. Uh, and that angel there, uh, he goes and brings the, the great news of, of great joy and that there's a savior uh, who is being born and that there's a sign for the shepherds to go and find. And so he tells uh, that angel to go and say that. But at the same time, I think he tells a bunch of other angels uh, called the heavenly host to go and sing and announce and to sing glory to God in the highest. Um, and they appear at the same time or just after the angel has shared the news. And so this news about Jesus emerges from heaven. And it gets told through angels uh, to the shepherds. Uh, now, the shepherds are people of not great social standing. They'd probably be the last people you'd want to pick for a social media campaign. But boy, do they do a great job. Uh, they're really, really excited. They're obviously terrified at first because you're not, you know, it's not every day or every night you see an angel or a company of angels singing from heaven in the sky. But they receive the news. They hear it. Uh, and then, of course, the first thing they do is they chat excitedly to each other about it. I mean, that's what we do, isn't it? When we first hear news, we, tell, we, we talk about it excitedly. And then they go and tell, uh, the, sorry, they go and f- want to find out more and check it out. Um, and so they go off into Bethlehem and they, they're looking for this sign. And they find Mary and Joseph and Jesus. And, and it, uh, that's the, the green arrow there where it says, made it known. And, and they go into, the, into town, effectively, from the fields where they've been looking after the sheep. And they tell Mary and Joseph uh, about what they've heard from the angels. And they go around telling people in Bethlehem as well what they've heard. And then they come back and they're glorifying and praising God. Um, But then something kind of interesting happens. News moves from information, which is heard and then checked uh, and, and then shared. It moves from top layer of information, it moves to a deeper layer of reflection, of impact. So news in this story has two layers. The news in this story is it's information that you need to hear, that you need to check out for yourself, uh, that you need to, to share. And, and our invitation to everybody at Christmas time is to, is to check out Jesus for yourself. Absolutely. There's news that we want to share with you. And the news is that Jesus is born today. Jesus is the savior of the world. Jesus is the person who can sort out your life and get, back, get you back in, in, in a journey in your life that's of worth and of value and of meaning. He is great news because he saves people from their sins. That's the headline news. And the shepherds go and check it out. And we'd invite you, if you're kind of a skeptic or checking out Jesus or you're perhaps watching online right now or maybe later, check it out. The truth withstands scrutiny uh, till the cows come home. Uh, It does. There's no problem with truth being durable and withstanding scrutiny. So check it out. Because the shepherds did. Go and check out the story of Christmas because the shepherds did. And they confirmed and found that it was true. But where I want to go with my message this morning is I want to go to the next layer down. 
not just the information layer, I want to go to the impact layer. And I want to, I want to highlight some words to you. Um, you notice in, let me just jump back to the passage. Uh, in Luke chapter 2, verses 17, 18, 19, it says this. When they had seen him, uh, they spread the word concerning uh, what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. We have three really interesting words there. Amazed, treasured, and pondered. So news works on a top level. Information. Check it out. Go and verify it. Yes, it's true. No, it's not. Spread it. That's your top level deal with news. But your, your deeper level deal with news is, what is the impact that that news has on me? What's the reflections I'm having about that news? And just, when, just as when Chloe came to say to me that she was pregnant and that we were expecting our first child, that was information, sure, but it had massive impact. I started thinking all sorts of things. And what you notice in this story is you see kind of three types of impact. You see these three words. You see wondered and treasured and pondered. The word wondered works on the level of a kind of an emotional astonishment, like a kind of a, a sort of a pure wow. And just imagine for a moment, you're in Bethlehem, fast asleep, and I'm guessing it's about 3 a.m. in the morning, and there's a tap on the door, and a far, effectively a farmhand wakes you up to say, there's a little baby being born, and by the way, he's the saviour of the world. That's a curious thing to hear at 3 o'clock in the morning, surely. You would be amazed. And then you work out when you're looking at, you poke your head out of your door in your gym jams, and you look up and down the street, and you find these shepherds are going round door to door telling people in Bethlehem this amazing news because they can't keep it to themselves. That's amazing. That's an amazing thing. Now, we're so used to the Christmas story, us Christians, we forget how amazing it is, but that's an amazing thing. Being amazed is an emotional reaction. It's like, oh my goodness, wow. That's what being amazed is. And it goes into a deeper level. And the people of Bethlehem find this out. And, and that's their reaction when they find this out, sorry. And now I want to just uh, kind of go into two more words. And then I'm going to ask Luca and the team to come and uh, sing us one more song to close. Treasured and pondered. And, and Luke m- makes this about Mary. It makes it, he makes it to do with her reaction to what's happened. The word for treasured means, um, in the original Greek, it means to guard with, to hold it really, really close to yourself, like you're protecting some, something incredibly precious that's alongside you, and you don't want to let it out of your sight. Uh, you, you are, you're keeping watch over it. It really, really matters to you. It, 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 you feel it in here, and it's precious. That's what treasured means. And then pondered, the word for pondered is kind of interesting. It means, it, it, it literally means thrown together. Now, I, I don't mean it as in, we sometimes say thrown together in a kind of casual way to kind of present a false humility, don't we? We say, oh yeah, you, you know, we say to people who come around, oh yes, I just, I threw this meal together. And in fact, you've been working on it all day. Yeah. Um, or you dress up really, really smart. You say, oh yeah, oh this, this, this old suit. Yeah, yeah, I just threw this together. And actually, you're showing off because actually you've spent loads and loads of money on it and you look great. That's not what this means. The through together here is 
that there is a number of different points and you are pulling these all together. You're, you're kind of throwing them into the center and you're creating a nucleus of importance, something that, that is, is, um, is, has got great significance to you. You're pulling in significant points from all over. You're bring, bringing them into the middle and you're saying, okay, that has real significance uh, for me. And, and you're thinking about it. You're turning it over and over in your mind. Now, I don't know about you, but as a Christian, I find things from the Bible, things that Jesus does and says, I find that they stick in here and in here. And they don't go away. They live here. I find myself pondering Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit and the Word of God pretty much all the time. Now, that's kind of, I hope you're feeling kind of reassured that one of your pastors does that. That's important, isn't it? But I'd encourage you that you do it too. That there are things that are going on from God that should be being pondered on the inside of you. And so I'm just going to ask the worship team just to come on back up. Thank you so much, Luca. And I'm bringing my message to a close. It's not a long message. Here's my invitation to us this Christmas. Don't just process the news at a hear it, confirm it, share it level. And that's right to do that. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm encouraging us to go a little bit deeper and go to the amazed and the treasured and the pondered level. What are the things that Jesus has done for you, if you've been in relationship with Jesus for a while, that you treasure, that you ponder, that you're amazed about? If I look back on uh, on my Christian journey, there's some things that Jesus has done that are just ridiculous. And I've, I've gone, oh wow, that's amazing. Uh, uh, the Lord produced 10 grand from the inland revenue in the end of my second year at Bible college to fund our third year. I, I literally, my jaw would not stop hitting the ground. I was stunned that God would do that. It just appeared. I needed some cash. I was going to go back to the world of work. And the Lord provided enough finance to get me through my third year. And from the inland revenue. And, you know, the inland revenue, they're pretty careful with their cash, aren't they? It was a mistake to do with our accounting and they provided and that is still something that amazes me to this day there have been answers to prayer that I have treasured in my spirit and there are some things that I think God just wants for you alone there are some things that in your intimacy with him he wants for you to have them just for you and then there are some things that he wants for you from that place of treasuring to share with others because you know that they will treasure it with you And here's my last thought. What are you pondering in Jesus today? Like Mary, what are the different things that God's been doing in your life that you're pondering and turning over in your mind? Because we have great news at Christmas. Jesus has come. He's the the savior of the world. And you can check him out. But what's the deeper thing that's going on for you this Christmas?